Campbell, simply shocking. Stanton, touchdown! Jonathan Taylor, can he take it the distance? He can! Touchdown, Badgers! Camp Randall lets it roar. It's time for the best after party in the state. This is the Wisconsin College Game Day Post Game Show. Mayo Bowl champs! Woo! Yes! The Badgers have won the Mayo Bowl! 42-28 over Wake Forest, and welcome in to a Wednesday afternoon edition. No better way to close out the 2020 season. A VSPN Wisconsin College Game Day. 100.5 ESPN Madison, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand, a star-studded cast of characters, if I do say so myself, with you until 4 o'clock, taking you up till Scalzo and Bruss. They are not part of our star-studded cast of Wisconsin College Game Day today. Instead, it is me, Jesse Nelson, in the Park Bank ESPN Madison Studios downtown in the Capitol Square, joined by our good friend Adam Mertz. Mertzy, Mayo Bowl champs, what up? Man, that was as much enthusiasm as you put into that Michigan win this year. You got it today, buddy. Uh, the Michigan win was so much fun. And joining us from the Rutledge Stately Manor, we do have our good friend Jim Rutledge, host of The Jump Around, The Pat Richter Show, and Monday Night Drive, many other shows of ESPN Madison as well. Jim, how are you feeling about the Mayo Bowl title here for Wisconsin? Oh, we're missing Jim from Stately Rutledge Manor. We'll see if we can connect with him momentarily. In the meantime, 844-770-3776. Hey, there's Jim. What up, Jim? How you doing, man? Mayo Bowl champs. Yeah, well, that intro and my my coming into the show is just about exactly how I feel about the the Mayo Bow in general. I guess um, I'm what, glad it happened. What's up? Yeah, what's up, guys? I'm glad it happened. Yeah, Mayo, yeah, but I mean, Mayo Bowl. that's that's I mean, it's the Mayo Bowl. Uh, it's over. It's good that they won it, but I don't think we're going to be telling our children about uh, the Badgers grinding out a game with a great third quarter victory in the Mayo Bowl. Well, no, but I think this was a positive step, guys, for Wisconsin football. I'm glad they played the game. I'm glad they got the experience under their belt here. They, there's a lot of players, young players on this team that are going to benefit, I think, from this experience. And it's kind of like, okay, kind of the 2020 washed season. Instead of not playing, I'm glad they did. I'm glad that the defense got some experience out there and got to go out with a bang. The seniors had a nice performance today. I'm glad that Graham Mertz got the bowl game experience, that Jalen Berger was able to bounce back and, and have a pretty decent game overall for Wisconsin. Like There were a lot of positives, I think, that we could take from today's game. Mertzy? What do you, I mean, we talked the last time we talked on this show. We were like, I don't know if I want to watch him again. And I'm glad we did. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't think so for the first eight minutes there. It, uh, it seemed like one team came to play and one team didn't. But the Badgers at least uh, decided to turn it on a little bit. I mean, I you know, like you said, what's the lasting impact of this game? Uh, nothing, really. Um, I think that if they would have lost 50-7 to seven or something like that, it would have been bad news. But um, it's it doesn't have the same feeling as, say, like the Holiday Bowl from a few years back where we're sort of building toward the future. This was a just playing out the string kind of game. But what are you going to do? I'm at home this week, not working. I'm watching football. It's 11 o'clock in the morning. That's cool. I could dig that. Jim, why you got to be so negative about the Mayo Bowl? Like, why can't you just relish the opportunity here that the Badgers had? God, come on now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, it's fine. 
I would call it an opportunity. I mean, anyone, if you wanted to play in a bowl game this year, you were going to be able to play in a bowl game this year. Look, it's an appropriate end to 2020. Yeah, all these games matter for next year. It continues the exhibition season that was 2024, uh, the Wisconsin Badgers. It's good that Mertz gets to end on a semi-quality note. Uh, you always can have the bowl game in, in your record, but it's not a traditional bowl game. It's not extra practices. It's not extra no. booster recruiting. It's not any of those things. I'm glad the Badgers chose to play it. If they didn't choose to play it, I would have been fine with that. Plenty of schools have chosen not to play these games. I'm happy for the kids that they got to go out on a high note and also that it's over. Uh, there's reasons why a lot of these schools and kids decided not to play these bowl games because they're exhausting. I mean, the Badgers, I think, are flying out tonight or first thing in the morning. So there is no real bowl experience. So I'm happy that the team got through it healthy, and I'm, I'm glad that the game uh, is over. Yeah, all these games uh, are, to me, important. But I, I called the season a win after they beat Minnesota. That's why the bowl game is is whatever. I mean, nobody – again, this is the Wisconsin Badgers who – usually wins the Big Ten West, and they're playing in the Duke Mayo Bowl that nobody's ever heard of. And it, it is what it is. To me, the positive, the biggest positive for this year uh, was that they ended the season beating P.J. Fleck in Minnesota, and I would have been fine with the season ending right then and there. Uh, that was fun, and that would have been a high note to go on. Instead, it ends on a two-game winning streak, which I'm also okay with. The overall uh, record, 4-3 and three in the 2020 season for the Wisconsin Badgers. 844-770-3776 is the number to get into the show. It's the ESPN Wisconsin talk and text line. Give us a call. Give us a text. Also hit us up on Twitter at ESPN Madison. This is ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. And Jim, today it's brought to us by our great team over at Simden Chevrolet in Mount Horeb. Tell the great people about everything going on over at Simden. Well, you're only minutes away from a better buying experience at Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. Dan Andrews and his team out there do a fantastic job. Aaron uh, helped me when I got my 2019 Chevy Colorado. If you're in the market for a new Chevy truck, whether it's a Silverado or Colorado, swing it over to Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. Take advantage right now of employee pricing uh, at Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. And we are going to get right into talking with former Badgers Athletic Director. You hear him every Wednesday, 3 to 4, here on 100.5 ESPN, replayed Saturday mornings at 8. It is Pat Richter joining us on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Jesse Nelson, Adam Mertz, Jim Rutledge. Pat, how are you after the big Mayo Bowl Championship today for our Badgers? Well, I'll tell you what, I bet there's going to be a lot of people looking for mayo. <laughs> I've never heard of it, but it sounds pretty tasty. But, uh, interesting, it was really an interesting game. You know, I, when they got up 14 to nothing, I you know, quietly thought, because they've seen it before, it, that uh, they get too much too soon, and and they kind of flip, flip, switch a little bit, and uh, and that's exactly what happened. I mean, it's odd that you see that they, they did so much uh, Wake Forest did with the passing attack, and then that's what killed them in the end. And, uh, you know, I don't think that uh, the Badgers had the greatest offensive show. It was kind of short spurts a little bit in terms of being put into the red zone by the defense. But, uh, you know, I, I tell you what, we, we, the way those guys on the defense caught the, the interceptions and caught the ball – Maybe we ought to put them on the receiving core for the, for the Badgers on offense because those are some tough catches. I mean, man, they were drilled at them, and they made some good catches. And, uh, and I, I can't think of his name, but the last one, the interception, 
Whitey didn't stay to the right on the block. I mean, he's, he's pounding his ground. He, he knew he had a touchdown, but he just tried to cut back. He probably saw too much television. <laughs> that was a, <laughs> Colin Wilder had the last of the interceptions. But, yeah, Scott Nelson, yeah. Noah Burks, Jack Sanborn, Wilder, all with interceptions there in the second half, just imploding Wake Forest offensively. And that was really the, the big turning point in the game, Mercy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, you know, they, excuse me, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but that was the thing that that hurry up uh, tempo and, and offense uh, really had us moving there for a while. But maybe it got the adrenaline pumped up a little bit too. Pat, when you look back on this season, um, what's what's your chief takeaway? Is there a chief takeaway for you for what what the Badgers did on the field this year? Well, I mean, you hate to say it, but I think we still got to make sure that uh, Graham is is the guy we we thought he was. I mean, that was a big question mark in my mind. You know, for someone that looked so good the first game, and uh, you know, kind of slipped a little bit in Michigan, but uh, you know, to when I saw him, I think it was Iowa or one of the end zone kind of a camera shooting out, going in the red zone. And he just looked like a different guy. I mean, he just didn't look as confident. He he was kind of aiming the ball and kind of goosing it in there a little bit. And so I think that's with some questions. And I think that somehow we've got to find uh, some receivers uh, like like Wake had. I mean, they had some pretty good pretty good receivers. And the size and quickness and speed. And, you know, we just haven't been able to recruit that, probably because we've got uh, such a reputation for a running game. So, I think those are the questions. The defense is always going to be good, and uh, you can be sure that Jim uh, Leonard has got uh, a lot of things to talk to his his guys about because uh, they they moved up and down the field pretty good, uh, except when the guy was not uh, clicking on his heart and wasn't be able to make his throws. And so, but I think most of it is in the offense, and I and I do think that uh, at times the line looked pretty good, but times it just didn't live up to his expectations. I think so. A lot of things to work on in a season like this. Uh, you know, it, it's almost like a wild card. You say, okay, we, we've we got a chance. Theoretically, you can play the same guys next year, I guess, with the, your eligibility, but you won't happen to that that way. But it sounds like with the recruiting class, it's a good time to start, you know, re- not rebuilding necessarily, but I think uh, inserting some new blood in there that's going to be uh, really some highly talented guys. Yeah, Pat, it seemed like one positive for this year was that Mertz was able to go through, and some of the other guys like DK uh, and Berger go through growing pains in a year that, uh, and I kind of said it before, is kind of a a game-by-game exhibition because there wasn't a connective tissue for the Badgers to make it something where they would be winning the Big Ten championship or playing in a Rose Bowl. And this year allowed kind of just single game one-offs for these guys, but they all got experience in games that did matter. So I think that sets them up next year, especially the, the true freshman, redshirt freshman, getting opportunities this year sets the Badgers up in a good position next year when they're playing uh, a normal schedule and back in front of fans. Yeah, it does, and it also gives them a, a sense of uh, it's not as easy as it might have seen, might appear. You know, I mean, I'm sure Graham feels that way, and the way he started out, I mean, everything was just uh, you know on a national basis. The recognition and everything else, all of a sudden the world kind of collapsed, so it doesn't hurt to get a little bit of humble pie once in a while and uh, and just say, okay, it's it's a little bit more difficult and spend more time and things like that. So I think there's no question that they'll become better players because of that. And uh, and that is exactly right. They learn by the mistakes, and uh, this is kind of an odd year for it when it wasn't in the championship cards with all the uh, the uh, postponements. 
and cancellations. You know, I, it's hard to say what would have happened had we been able to play continuously because I think uh, some people think it was difficult. You know, Dabo Sweeney and others talk about you know playing you know six games or seven games and versus eleven, whatever. Quite frankly, I think that that's that's a push as far as I'm concerned. I think that stopping and starting like that is more disruptive than the physicality of the of the eleven game season where you're sticking together, you're you're playing the games and things like that. I think the stopping and starting is a tremendous disadvantage to a team. Joined by former Badgers athletic director Pat Richter here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Jesse Nelson, Adam Mertz, Jim Rutledge with you till 4 o'clock on 100.5 ESPN celebrating the Badgers' 42-28 win over Wake Forest in the Duke's Mayo Bowl this afternoon. And Pat, one of the decisions now and the interesting facets of what this season is going to look like and heading into next season, guys like Kendrick Pryor, Danny Davis, players that have been a part of the program for a while that are seniors have the opportunity to return to school next year. And as you assess the situation here, what would you make if if you were one of these student athletes that are in your senior year, you see the great group of uh, freshmen that are going to be coming in in 2021, one of the best recruiting classes Wisconsin football has ever had. What do you think the seniors are going to have to consider here as they decide whether they're going to return to school next year or move on and pursue a professional career or things outside of football? Well, it is uh, kind of a conundrum. I mean, they they can go through spring practice and see how they do and things like that, and I think then probably take a look at some film with some of these guys coming in. But I think that there's certainly a value in working with a quarterback like Graham who's uh, worked with you and before. I mean, it's not... It's not just a, a slam dunk for having a new guy come in and being able to to be a, a great receiver and, and have a camaraderie with the uh, in connection with the quarterback. So there's some advantage to that. And I think make an assessment. I think there's obviously some time when you say, look, physically, uh, you know, it's been a tough year. Uh, I, I, I get on with my life and things like that. But I think there's always that carrot out there that says I can maybe work my way into doing some great things. I think one of the great things to look at is Alex Erickson, for example, who's with the Bengals. I don't think anybody would have guessed, maybe Adam would have, but uh, <laughs> guessed that he would have been an NFL player. And he's done a very productive and, and good, solid player and not a great deal of size, but dependable, and he's, he's found a spot at home. So I think it's a t- tough decision, but I think that uh, it's even maybe tougher on the the coaches and everyone else, because they they're saying, well, maybe we need to turn the page a little bit, move on, and give some of the younger people a chance to to show what they can do and use that for a long period of time, see five five years of that you have them for play four, and so I, I think it goes both ways, but it's a, it's a tough one to think about, and they've got to work out all the uh, the financials and everything else, but uh, there's certainly a, a th- something to be said for moving on and getting on with your life and opportunity, but but I think that they'll probably want to maybe give it a shot at spring practice and see what uh, see what they think that they, they might be able to do and compete next year. Pat, I, I tried to place a prop bet in Vegas about Alex Erickson going pro as a freshman, but they wouldn't they didn't have anything on the board, so I was out of luck. <laughs> but you you'd have you'd have made the uh, any DraftKings, whatever it might have been, you'd have been a hero if you'd have made that bet. That reminds me of, let me ask you guys, if you've got time, what do you think the odds were in 1993 for Wisconsin to win the Rose Bowl? 
and this is in August of 1993. Oh gosh, uh, I'm gonna go. I don't know, hundred to one. I was gonna say fifteen hundred. <laughs> well, I would have probably been right there with you, but the guy sent me a betting slip. It was sixty to one. Oh, uh, wow. that's that's pretty, wow. pretty low. And yeah, the guy yeah. put ten dollar bet, and he won six hundred bucks. And uh, I mean, there's no way in the world that anybody you could have gotten any odds you wanted on that, right? That, that to win the Rose, well, not just go there, but to win it. That's crazy. When they'd never won it before. So that's incredible. Yeah, like yeah. Mm, fun fact. Yeah, that's the stuff. We, <laughs> that's the stuff we only I get from Pat. I don't remember his name, or... but he's probably running, uh, you know, FanDuel or DraftKings. <laughs> you better believe it, Pat. Thank you so much for the insight here. Uh, you can catch Pat with Jim Week. Or Wednesdays, 3 to 4, is part of the Pat Richter Show. And, of course, that's replayed Saturday mornings at 8 a.m. on 100.5 ESPN as well. Pat, thank you so much. Hope you've had a great holiday season. Enjoy the new year, and uh, we look forward to hearing you with Jim next week. Happy New Year. We'll see you then. Bye. See you, Pat. That is former Badgers Athletic Director Pat Richter joining us here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Wisconsin College Game Day also brought to us in part by Gruber Law Offices. They've been serving the people of Wisconsin for more than 35 years. Gruber Law Offices, Wisconsin's premier injury firm, a family firm, and a winning team. Wisconsin's own Gruber Law Offices. One call. That's all. We will... All share our one word to describe the 2020 Wisconsin football season. Will it be mayo or will it be something else? Uh, it's Jesse Nelson, Adam Mertz, Jim Rutledge. It's ESPN at Wisconsin College Game Day. Mayo Bowl champs, the Wisconsin Badgers, 42-28 winners over the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Welcome back into the ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day post-game show. 100.5 ESPN Madison, the ESPN app in Wisconsin on demand. Jesse Nelson, Adam Mertz, Jim Rutledge with you till 4 o'clock. Recapping the big win for the Badgers today. A little check of the numbers here. Graham Mertz, 11 of 17 passing, 130 yards, one touchdown. Didn't throw any picks, so that's good. Chase Wolf did, unfortunately, throw one. Uh, when he stepped in, he was 2 of 3, so it was the only incompletion, I guess. That's good. Um, but Mertz, your assessment of your nephew, as you've said all year. That's joking, <laughs> by the way. Not actually his nephew. Graham Mertz, uh, what would you think of him today? You know, um, I wasn't real happy with his decision to throw himself out there on the rushing play early in the game after he just got knocked out of Minnesota. I thought that was the one move that he made that was off base. But um, other than that, I thought that he was a lot more in control of himself than, than I've seen him through a lot of the games in the latter half of this season. He just felt like he had a better sense of what they were trying to accomplish out there. Um, you know, he, he wasn't what we saw against Illinois or even maybe against Michigan, but he was able to get a few throws in there. That throw early to Jake Ferguson that he kind of lofted up in the air. He did what he had to do to complete a pass in that situation and get some stuff going. Um, and I liked I liked the fact that he was uh, he was in there on the on the short yardage at the goal line. Um, overall, I'd give him you know a, probably a, a nice B on this game, B B minus in that range. And the way that he's been kind of beaten down mentally a little bit the second half of the season, I gladly take that. Jim, your assessment of Graham Mertz play today? We, we it seems like we've kind of got this Jekyll and Hyde. We got a good Mertz and a bad Mertz. Which one? 
do you think is the real one moving forward? Well, uh, I believe it's the great Steve the Homer True uh, who coined the idea of you don't judge young players and at their worst, you judge them at their best. And he showed plenty of flashes. We don't know what kind of medical things he's dealing with after COVID. We saw Miles Garrett uh, with the Browns not be able to finish uh, or in a game having a coffin attack. We saw Russell Westbrook uh, in the bubble with COVID not look like the same player. So I think there's something to the mental and maybe some slight physical toll that uh, having COVID took on Graham Mertz. And he kind of even alluded to it at, at one point when talking about how Jalen Berger had it and hoped that his symptoms weren't as bad as Graham's. So I think that's part of it. Out of whack, no spring sort of setup, no real summer setup. The practices are all disjointed. Nothing was normal in there. And you got to, a slightly above average season from Graham Mertz. If you're grading on a scale of a true freshman, I would say give it like a B. Uh, if you're grading on average actual quarterback play, it's a C, C plus. But I think there's a lot to be excited about. The ceiling for Graham, to me, re- remains incredibly high. Obviously, um, he started high and kind of fell off and then flatlined after falling off. And this was a solid end of the season. But I haven't seen anything that just changes my opinion that he can be a really good quarterback for the Badgers. ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Jesse Nelson, Adam Mertz, Jim Rutledge with you till 4 o'clock this afternoon. Wisconsin 42-28 winners over Wake Forest in the Dukes Mayo Bowl. And ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day is brought to you in part by J&K Security Solutions. Jim Rutledge can tell you all about the great things J&K can do for you. Yeah, I love J&K Security Solutions. Pat Rector uses them. Tarek Sala uses them. Uh, there's a lot of, obviously, Scalzo and, and Tauscher. Uh, they're fantastic. You're a great guy to talk about them. Uh, they, they obviously work with a lot of great people. You can work with them. Jeff and Kim do great things for the Madison community as well. Uh, check out the, See if you can check out their showroom on Park Street. Otherwise, you go to jksecurity.com. All right, guys, little exercise we've got going on here this afternoon. It's up at ESPN Madison, our question of the day here on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. We want the one word to describe this 2020 Badgers football season. One word to describe the entire season. Adam Mertz will let you go first. What is your one word that you would use to describe the 4-3 uh, record, the convoluted nature of everything that went on during the middle of it, the great start, the slow finish, and the Duke's Mayo Bowl championship? <laughs> the, the one word to describe the Badger football season for you is what? I struggled with this one a little bit because there were so many thoughts going through my head of, of how this went. And and what I'm trying to get to is maybe something on the lines of um, uneven, that it just seemed like whenever there was a chance to get some momentum going in the season, it went kaput. Um, the the break after the Michigan game, I think, is just the killer, was the absolute killer. Uh, the finding out we, us, as the media and fans, finding out 15 minutes before the start of the Northwestern game that Danny Davis and Kendrick Pryor are unavailable. The 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 weekly COVID, uh, you know, update. Uh, see who shows up on the field before the game. It just felt like there was no way to get anything rolling, and that's uh, that's what I'm left with out of this season. Is that you know at least they finished out uh, the way that they finished out today. I was pretty happy from a from a program standpoint of a program just kind of rallying and whoever's in there getting it done because they lost more guys today again and it didn't get in their way but i would say i guess uneven is my best best first attempt anyway so your first attempt and well i like that is uneven 
I'm, I'm on board with that. Jim, what's your word to describe the Badgers' 2020 season? Mayo. Uh, <laughs> well, Tangy. first of all, I don't know if you guys have seen that the Badgers dropped the trophy, so it broke. They in- did. Oh, yes. man. Yeah, the trophy is broken. I was going to get to that here in a minute. Oh. The, the trophy is broken. If that doesn't sum it up, I don't know what does. The Badgers win the Duke's Mayo Bowl. They're awarded the trophy. There's, I'll tell you what. There's never been a better time to check out the post-game coverage on the ESPN app, exclusively televised there, as they drop the trophy. It's broken. What do we do? I don't know. I'd say which receiver had it, but they didn't, they never got their hands on the oh, balls usually. So. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, Mertzie. Nice. Um, I, I picked Mayo because the whole season is a condiment. There's no main course. There was. It's all just. All right. We play the game. It's not what you wanted. You can't make a meal out of it. You'll take it because you're desperate. Like if you're hungry, you'll eat condiments. You'll eat mayo. If you got to eat, you'll eat the condiments. But it's not what you want. But we were given what we had access to. It wasn't a full season. It was a disjointed season with with uh, games being uh, canceled and a lot of other things. But we got some play in and so we took what we were given and we made the best of it and the badger players did the same thing mayo uh, of all things you know you sold me on it jim i didn't think i thought you were nuts when you went man but i know you sold me on it nicely done uh my, my word guys is unreal and I mean that both that I it was unreal that they actually played like after canceling the season first postponing then canceling then postponing to spring then they actually played the season it was just it was unreal that they actually were able to play and entertain us throughout this entire fall uh, it was unreal in how it happened just the the nature of going back and forth between being a really good team and starting you know that Mertz Friday night Illinois game I mean that was the peak of the season really twenty of twenty one fantastic electrifying debut it was unreal how he played that night it was unreal how they just stuck it to harbaugh and michigan in that primetime game in ann arbor and then it was unreal that they couldn't score points after that and it was just single digits three straight games three straight losses one of them at home to indiana like it was just unreal and then of course what ultimately ended up happening is you know they end up in the duke's mayo bowl and 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 the concept that this didn't really count to me as a real Badgers football season. That's what I also mean by it being unreal. That it was like, okay, this is all kind of pretend. It's all entertainment. It's all building for next year and the years to come for Badger football. But when you look at just this this year in a nutshell, like will the championship count as much as any other year? I don't know. Does, does it really count for Northwestern that they were that close to a Big Ten championship win against Ohio State a couple weeks ago? I don't know. Like it just felt a little unreal across the board. Uh, am I crazy to think that way, Mercy? Like, a, you know, unreal? Is that no? Because I've been saying that for a while. It just doesn't feel like a real season. To yeah, me. and because one of the words that was floating through my head was surreal. Um, same concept of of you go to these uh, stadiums. I, I got to go to that Illinois game and witness that. And there's no one in stadiums. You know, it's just this this situation that you're not used to. You're not accustomed to, and it felt hard early in the year. For me, and I know we've you've talked about this. I don't know how Jim feels about it. To even kind of get into these games because it just wasn't the same um, enthusiasm. It wasn't the same kind of buildup and hype that you've had. Uh, and so I I thought this whole thing was kind of dreamlike this year, and unfortunately, sometimes not in a good way. Um, but would I feel different if the Badgers had gone six and zero? You know, 
uh, given Ohio State at least a run, if not won that Big Ten title game? Probably. I figure that uh, everything is gravy this year. It, it, that's, that's how I look at it. Everything is gravy. And mayo kind of the gravy of condiments, if you really think of it that way. Uh, Jim, when I mean, gravy is a condiment, though, so gravy would be the gravy of condiments. I, I am not going down this scalzo and brust road. I am not doing it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day on 100.5 ESPN. The ESPN app in Wisconsin on demand. Jesse Nelson, Adam Mertz, Jim Rutledge. Uh, Jim, because uh, we're, we're going to let you go here after this segment, I just wanted to get your thoughts. As, as I've said all along, I, I didn't feel like this was a real college football season. Now that it's over, now that you can look back at it, do you feel it was genuine, that it was authentic, that it was a real college football season for the Badgers? And your overall kind of final thoughts on what has been a wild and wacky 2020 season for Wisconsin. Well, for the Badgers, it's not a real season. And the games matter. It was important they played. I'm glad they played. So I'm not discounting anything that happened. But this season was so abnormal. You asked so much of these kids, and you put them in such a bad position by moving this season from not playing to playing. It was just too much to ask. So it's nothing against the players or anyone going out there and playing. But this season in college football in general, but especially college football in the Big Ten, is the biggest asterisk season that I can think of uh, in all of sports right now. The NBA had the bubble. It was close to what you normally would get. Maybe the Bucks suffered from the, the pause, but it's the best you could do. NFL football looks pretty close to, if not exactly the same as it always has. There's one or two games. The Denver game comes to mind uh, with them not playing a quarterback that looked abnormal. But otherwise... They were able to pull it off. Major League Baseball, to me, had this crown as the most uh, uh, unrecognizable season. But college football has taken it. It is wildly unrecognizable. Uh, You have Ohio State playing in the playoff. They didn't play the same amount of games as everyone else. It really just seemed preordained who they wanted to get into the college football playoffs. And everything about this year seems like it's a glorified exhibition. And I'm, I'm happy the kids played. And there's nothing taken away from their bowl game. Uh, the grind mentally for these players is probably harder than it's ever been. So um, I'm not taking anything away from the program at all. But from a fan's perspective, you, you, you asked too much of us and you didn't give us a real product. And I think it'll build excitement for next year when it rolls around. But this year, I think, should be quickly forgotten outside of just being a, a feeder year into 2021. Yeah, I think it all comes down to how the playoff turns out. Like you said, Jim, I think that's what college football really wanted out of this year. Everything else was kind of second place and beyond. So, yeah, I think we're all on the same page there that it kind of doesn't really count as Badgers fans. We'll, we'll see what 2021 brings us. Hopefully everything's back to normal and there's a full Camp Randall Stadium next August and September. Um, as the season gets started, I mean, ho- hopefully things are back to normal next year and we feel more like a genuine college football season jim rutledge normally heard at this time three to four on the jump around and the pat richter show jim we appreciate you stopping by for espn wisconsin college game day thank you for your contributions to the show all year long sir much appreciated yeah thanks for having me on guys yeah appreciate it jim mayo jim uh jim before you go yeah why don't you tell everybody about the great team at stoughton health they do a lot of great things uh, Stoughton Health is fantastic, whether it's Dr. Ravo and the ortho team at Stoughton Health or Dr. Schwab. Uh, he does some great things uh, with uh, GERD. Uh, he can help you with acid reflux, with uh, GERD treatments. You can go to StoughtonHealth.com to learn more uh, about how they can help you with both of those. They all, both also have seminars. So, again, I recommend going to StoughtonHealth.com or OrthoTeam.com to see how Dr. Ravo can help you. Uh, Stoughton Health, trusted care, close to home. 
That's Jim Rutledge. He's Adam Mertz. I'm Jesse Nelson. The special guests continue. Our Badgers outsider, Derek Blakesley. Regular appearances on Wildey and Tausch presented by PDS. He makes a special appearance with us to wrap up the 2020 Badgers football season, including his lackluster scouting report on today's show, which ended up being 100% accurate. We will review today's game with the Badgers outsider next on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Jesse Nelson, Adam Mertz, 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app at Wisconsin On Demand. Uh, let's bring you up to speed where we're at. Wisconsin wins the Mayo Bowl, the Dukes Mayo Bowl, 42-28 over Wake Forest. We're asking you on Twitter for your one word to describe the 2020 Badgers football season. Uh, Wisconsin did drop the Dukes Mayo Bowl trophy in the locker room. It is broken. It is shattered. So the way that it was, there was like a chrome base, and then there was a top to it that was kind of like round-shaped, and they it fell off. So the chrome base is still good. Do my best to visually describe this for those who haven't seen it yet. So the chrome base is still good. The rest of it is shattered in tiny pieces all around the locker room. Hopefully no one steps on it and cuts their toe. Um, but Al chimes in on Twitter and says, Just imagine the chrome base with a pile of carefully arranged broken glass around it in the trophy case at Kellner Hall. You know, it seems kind of appropriate if I do say so myself. Absolutely fitting. Absolutely fitting. <laughs> ending to the earth. Some of the pictures from the locker room, if, you, if you're a Twitter user, you got to watch because like Noah Burks is holding the base and just kind of looking down. It looks like he's about to cry. He's just like, oh my gosh, what just happened? Uh, a man who is going to be beaming in Mayo Bowl glory, no <laughs> doubt, is Derek Blakesley, the Badgers outsider, presented by PDS, who regularly joins Wildey and Tausch uh, most Tuesdays throughout the Badger football and basketball season. A second appearance today from DB as he joins us here on ESPN at Wisconsin College Game Day. Derek, we're Duke's Mayo Bowl champions. Woohoo! What a feeling. What a feeling. <laughs> What a time to be alive. Uh, Derek, as you watched the game today, I mean, it was a t- the first quarter was awful. Um, it, w- it was horrible. And then the, the remaining three quarters, I mean, Wisconsin really turned it around, starting in the second quarter, especially in the second half, once they were able to force the turnovers. Like, there was really no looking back. The Badgers were going to win this game. Yeah, you're right, Jesse. I mean, start out the game, no offense, uh, lack of pass rush, which – was that way the whole game. But if you look, we didn't take a lot of risks on the blitz. We, we were blitzing a, a weak side safety a lot as the game wore on, sitting back in the zone. Uh, some poor quarterback played by Hartman kind of led him into some traps where we were able to d- jump some routes. And obviously four turnovers and a dropped punt. And I would say on the on the turnovers, they were horrendous turnovers that resulted in great field position right by the end zone for the Badgers every time in the red zone. So um, you can't overcome four turnovers, a drop punt. Uh, over time, we were able to um, hurt them because they couldn't execute in the, in the long term. So it was just like the whole season, very uneven, um, but I'm glad we played the game. I'm really glad we went out there and played. I think we got some stuff out of it. Yeah, I am too. Um, now, I, I feel kind of dumb because after the first quarter, I was I was actually talking with Scalzo and Brust. I'm producing their show this afternoon. We were on the phone, and I was like, man, this Hartman guy, he looks pretty good. And he ends up 20 of 37 for 318 yards. Three touchdowns. That's the good. Four picks. And like you said, Derek, they were awful interceptions. Like, that was like high school stuff with the Badgers just jumping right in front of them. It was easy. Well, I, I think 
it looks like it was really part of the game plan today. Although, what is bizarre about that is I think Hartman had what one pick their entire season. Yep. So he was a dependable guy. Looked great back there. Those first couple of drives. Uh, if if we don't get home, we don't really have enough speed in the backside of the defense to prevent big plays. And that's been a problem all year recurring. But what we luckily ran into today was an NFL wide receiver in Roberson who his first name is Jakari. I should make that clear. Yeah, yes, yes. Last that I was going to get there with you. Yeah. You know, he was, he's going to be an NFL player. and We had trouble with him, but as you know, the game kind of tightened up and the offense for wake kind of got a little more conservative and they were looking for some reason to keep the ball between the hashes, and not throw over to the boundaries where we had the strength of our defense. And I think that was a tactical mistake on their part and really played into the hand that Jim Leonard uh, had been the traps he'd been laying. And once it started and he lost confidence, we've seen this with our own quarterback this year. It was difficult for him to distribute the ball in a way that was not uh, uneven. And I would describe that the whole game that way. And eventually our size and strength up front, we, we were able to win the line of scrimmage in the second quarter and the rest of the game. And then thus able to control uh, the clock and punch it in when we need to do with our fullback combination. Joined by Derek Blakesley, our Badgers outsider, presented by PDS. Regular appearances on Wildy and Tausch weekdays, 9 to noon. Uh, he's joining us here on ESPN at Wisconsin College Game Day. Jesse Nelson, Adam Mertz. All right, Derek, I don't know if I need to take let you take a victory lap or if we need to like point out the obvious here that you didn't even know the guy's first name earlier today on Wildy and Tausch. He goes off for three touchdowns. Last name Roberson was a machine, and I want the Packers drafting this guy the way he played today. Wow, you were spot on with your film assessment. Uh, he was obviously uh, easily, you could see, was a very highly skilled player, and uh, my thoughts immediately went to what a difference the team would be, what a player like that would be for Wisconsin. Uh, with our recruiting class coming in, I think we're going to get there. But you could see what he was able to do, not only in, in catching the football, but he also, uh, their secondary receiver ended up with, I think, double digits in catches today, too, because we had to roll coverage and do some other things. So, you know, we had Quintez last year. I talked about it ad nauseum. If we can get an explosive player on offense, um, out from the wide receiver group or somebody that can really step up. It's going to make a big difference, and it's going to make Mertz look a lot better out there. Yeah, and you hope that uh, Mertz can attract some of these guys. I figure that that was a big uh, play on the two incoming receivers that they got this year. You would like to think that a guy who can throw the ball around and is that highly recruited can get people in, but there's been so much chatter the last couple of weeks about Jack Dunn taking a higher role and people talking about uh, you know 5'7", former walk-on, all that kind of stuff. Um, it those are the kind of players that I feel like came through for this team in the last couple of games against Minnesota, especially with Groshek. And you saw it today with a lot of backups out there, a lot of guys. Guys, uh, you know, he had to check on the roster. I don't know what you think, Derek, about how this how this program kind of responded today after falling in that fourteen nothing hole. Guys getting injured, guys out with COVID. Yeah, you make two really good points there, and and I'd say. It's important to note about the program when Groshek said you don't have to ask me to play football. People know when they come here there's an expectation, there's a standard that's been established over the last 20 years that there's going to be some selflessness, there's going to be some playing hard for the program, and there's a love of the sport. And I think that carries through to the fact that we played the game at all and that when we got the dauber down a little bit, we stuck, stuck to the plan. We know we don't, we're thin. We don't have all the talent in all the areas, but we were able to do enough where we had strengths to get the turnovers and do what we need to do to win. But to your point about the program, and I tell this to anybody that's listening, it's important. We lose players or players go to the NFL. We're to the point now where we're a destination school. And the best example, during that football game, I don't want to break any news here, uh, but you saw the running back, we're a little, looks like we're a little thin in that running back room, and Marquis Stepp out of USC 
who just got himself in the transfer portal, was asked by one of our incoming wide receivers about maybe coming to play at Wisconsin, and he had a, an emoji, a handshake emoji, and looking like that he's likely could be a, um, an addition to the roster. So where there are weaknesses or where we are thin, we're, we're bringing in a national audience, not just to be able to recruit, but we're able to, to kind of delve into that transfer portal and bring talent in. I expect the incoming class to be really good. We've got a, two really highly regarded um, wide receivers, and I think we could also be active in bringing in uh, grad transfers or anyone else uh, because of the tradition and what we've established here. So looking forward to that and being a little more of a powerhouse last year and returning to glory, so to speak. Are you trying to take a victory lap on your awful pep talk earlier today about, uh, well, I got to get the transfer portal going today? Well, I, I, was, I, I didn't know. Usually I have a pretty good idea who's going to play. I thought this was a really important game for Nakia Watson to play. And I thought if we could establish the run, Watson's got to be on the leading edge of that. He's got to be powerful. Because we obviously we got a defensive line with Wake Forest not touted and with a guy that their main guy had opted out. And I thought it was an opportunity for him to maybe show out a little bit. And the fact he didn't play, I'm not sure why. It really looks um, like there, this was an opportunity for some guys to jump up and grab, kind of like what Adam said, like, hey, this is my spot. I'm going to start or I'm going to take time. Or we're going to look and go another direction in some of these cases and a little more like the NFL and go out and look for things because we've got the mobility of players in the, the new era of college football in the portal. So I wouldn't – stand up there as the head coach and give a speech like that. God, no, I'd be terrible. As a, as a fan, <laughs> as, a, as a, those guys have forgotten more about football than I'll ever know, I, they got to realize and feel a little bit of that pressure. you got to get out there and perform uh, to, keep, uh, to keep the standard held high that we've got at Wisconsin that we've had. Derek Blakesley is the Badgers outsider presented by PDS. Now, between uh, your feuds with the post service and your simulator golf tee times, I don't want to keep you too much longer here, Derek, but uh, we are asking fans for their one word to describe the 2020 Badgers football season. What bizarre. is it? Bizarre. I like it. The whole experience has been bizarre. Now, games getting canceled, empty stadiums. Wake Forest five turnovers on the gridiron. A quarterback that doesn't throw and anything can happen. I would. I, would, I just everyone should stay in their house for the next couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> Derek Blakesley, one of a kind, man. Thanks for taking the extra time today. Really appreciate it. All right, on Wisconsin. Thanks, guys. Derek Blakesley, the Badgers Outsider, presented by PDS every Tuesday on Wildey and Tausch, except he joined today because we couldn't pass up an opportunity for a little Duke's Mayo Bowl pregame show with Derek joining the show earlier today. Find the full show available free on Wisconsin On Demand. Jesse Delson, Adam Mertz, ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Badgers win the Duke's Mayo Bowl 42-28. We're with you till 4 o'clock, taking you up till Scalzo and Bruss, brought to you today by Simden Chevy in Mount Horeb. The only minutes away from a better buying experience at Simden Chevrolet in Mount Horeb. Go visit Dan Andrews and the great team out there today. Great year-end specials going on at Simden Chevrolet in Mount Horeb. One last edition of Good Call or Bad Call to round out the 2020 Wisconsin Badgers football season. Good Call or Bad Call presented by Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All, is coming up next on the other side of this break on ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Duke's Mayo Bowl champions, the Wisconsin Badgers, 42-28 winners over the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day, Jesse Nelson, Adam Mertz, 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin on demand. Uh, A couple of notes here 
from the game. So, seeing this passed along, and this is from courtesy of the Badgers. So, the Badgers are 5-1 and one in bowl games against ACC opponents, including three of their last four bowl wins have come against ACC teams. I think that's interesting. Like, Miami happens to be two of them, and the Wake Forest is another one in the middle there. But, like, the fact that you always wonder how the Badgers would stack up against other conferences. The SEC, you know, there was a time there in the mid-portion of the first decade of the 2000s where you'd go to the Outback Bowl and the Capital One Bowl, I think it was, the Citrus Bowl now. Like, and... It'd be tough games. Arkansas would give them a run. Georgia would beat them. Tennessee would beat them. And you're like, okay, maybe maybe the Badgers aren't on that level yet. But seeing how they go toe-to-toe with teams on a similar um, uh, level, similar tier from the ACC, that's a pretty good conference. Makes you feel pretty good about where the Badgers are at in the Big Ten. Yeah, absolutely. I thought that you were going to come at me, Jesse, and be like, who did they lose to? I thought that was a trivia question, ah. actually. Coming out of it. And I'm like, Florida State, 2008. I came up with it. Yep. Um, Good job. Champ but, Sports Bowl. <laughs> but I, I, I think those are interesting, and that's why bowls are still uh, fun to watch, even if they're inconsequential in a lot of ways, especially with the way that schedules work out in preseasons, or pre, not preseason, but non-conference games where teams just aren't Unless unless you're really elite, you're not scheduling against those top tier teams unless they're made for TV matchups kind of thing. And so you don't know um, you know how the Badgers would do against an Oklahoma State or an Iowa State. Those games just don't seem to happen as much mm-hmm. anymore. So at least you're getting some crossover when you're getting these bowl games. And uh, the Big Ten, you know, it, de- it depends on year to year, but the Big Ten is usually pretty pretty darn good top to bottom. As we always say, whether they're the best in the country, no. I mean, the SEC is definitely loaded, but the bottom of the SEC is pretty ugly in most years. Right. If you look like Illinois, Rutgers, how would they match up against Vanderbilt and Arkansas? I feel pretty good about where they would be at. So, yeah, it's always interesting to kind of look at there. Also, it was a record-setting day for Wisconsin. 42 points, the highest scoring output for the Badgers in a bowl game. Surpasses the previous record of 38 against Utah in the 1996 Copper Bowl. Mertzi, what are your fond memories of the 1996 Copper Bowl? Rondane, baby. That was Rondane's uh, freshman year. Was it really? Yeah, yeah. No, that was uh, that was a nice win. But that's that's kind of shocking, actually, when you think about that, especially for this team, the way they've struggled to score so much. 42 points. I didn't have money on that for the game. 1996, I was in Ms. Bishop's kindergarten class, and Lion King was by far my favorite thing to watch. <laughs> uh, let's play it for one final time here in the 2020 Badgers football season. Let's play a little good call or bad call. Good call. Good call. Or bad call. I got a bad feeling about this. On ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day is brought to you by Gruber Law Offices. One call, that's all. Gruber Law Offices serving the people of Wisconsin for more than 35 years. Wisconsin's premier injury firm, a family firm and a winning team. Wisconsin's own Gruber Law Offices. One call, that's all. Mercy, I'll give you a statement. You tell me whether it's a good call or a bad call. Looking ahead already to next year, Danny Davis or Kendrick Pryor, one of the two, will be back at the University of Wisconsin on the football field next year. I would say good call, given the signals that we've gotten out of the locker room there, With uh, in fact, direct from Paul Christ about both of those guys leaning toward coming back. I'm, I'm mixed on it. I feel like, obviously, you saw what the offense looked like without them, but... I also just wonder about the development of these young players and getting enough snaps to go around from everybody. This is going to be such a curious offseason with um, so many guys coming back, recruits coming in. 
Uh, it's going to be on the coaches to really manage that. Yeah, I'm going to go bad call. I think with the recruiting class that's coming in, I think that those receivers may be encouraged to, if they're not going to go professional, maybe find other opportunities. I think Wisconsin, we saw it with basketball. We saw it in a number of different ways. Like when the season ends, I think they want to keep the ship moving. And those guys have been great for the program. They have contributed in massive ways over the last few years. Some ups, some downs. And if they want to play again next year, it might end up coming somewhere else. I also hope that, like, if they do choose to come back, I hope they're productive. Like, they've done great things, and I think that you really can continue to build rapport with Graham Mertz and the young offensive line, the young running backs that we saw on display much of the later part of this year. I think if Danny Davis and Kendrick Pryor on the field, you saw what that offense looked like the first two weeks. I don't think that was a fluke just because Illinois and Michigan weren't very good teams. I think that that offense is significantly better with those two guys on the field. I just don't, I'm not convinced that either will be back next year. I am convinced Shimre DK will be back next year, keeping it with the wide receivers. Today he had two catches for 35 yards, but he feels like he's got the stuff to be one of the big weapons of Wisconsin offensively for the future. So good call or bad call, Adam Mertz. Shimre DK is a legit wide receiver one for the Badgers going into the future. Really good question, because that was what was just going through my head in terms of can he stretch the field. I'm not totally sold on that aspect of it yet. Can you be can you be a QB one and have a, a or I'm sorry, a, a wide receiver one and have a burner that takes the heat off of you and you're working underneath? I like everything about this guy. Is he going to be their leading receiver in terms of yardage? Um I would be surprised if he's not at some point. So I will say good call, but I think that he needs a downfield threat to compliment him. I'm going to go good call for the same reasons that Jim Rutledge cited from our friend Homer earlier today. Judge a young player based on his best. And Chimre DK at his best this year was fantastic. And if you add more weapons next year that are able to spread the field further, if you get Chimre and more one-on-one coverage, ooh, I feel good about that matchup. So I like him as a wide receiver one option and who knows if it's the same way two years from now but heading into the 2021 season if Danny Davis and Kendrick Pryor aren't there I like what they have with DK he was one of the standouts for the season for me good call or bad call presented by Gruber Law Offices one call that's all it continues with the coaching staff Mercy. Jim Leonard's a really good defensive coordinator really good good call or bad call Jim Leonard is back in Madison next year I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say good call, and part of that is hopeful. Um, I think that he, if, if any season put him on the radar, this one would for people who really understand coaching and know what they dealt with. I just think that he feels like he's got a little bit more unfinished business here, and that's the only reason that he would stay. If the right job opportunity comes up, you got to think that he thinks about it pretty hard, but... He said over and over and over and over again how much he enjoys being in Madison. It has to be the perfect opportunity. His name came up with Illinois. Did not see that one um, playing out. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't surprised his name came up when the job was open. And quite frankly, I'm surprised he wasn't more of a serious contender for the job. So I think that may have been interest on his part. Um, there is, I think, one job that I think Jim Leonard would leave for right now. And it is the same position in which he currently holds, and it's a little further to the north if that was to become open. However, the way that the professional football team in the state of Wisconsin has played lately leads me to believe that their defensive coordinator will return next year, unlike what we may have thought five, six weeks ago. So, with all that in mind, I'm going to say good call as well. I think Jim Leonard does come back next year. Last one, Mertzie. 
Does Wisconsin have a special teams issue? Like, kicking was not the Badgers' forte throughout this entire season. It was on display again today. Colin Larsh wasn't even trotted out there for a field goal opportunity. They brought out Jack Van Dyke, who had it either tipped, blocked, or just straight up missed it. Kind of hard to tell based on the replay. But good call or bad call, Wisconsin needs to seriously address its special teams. Yeah, and it and I actually say that's a very good call, and it goes beyond just the execution on kicking and, and punting. It's the all around. They've had so many miscues this year, um, and you had another one today with with Ingram fielding the ball inside yeah, what's the ten he doing? on a punt. You know, this is just kind of like common sense stuff. Um, so I think they really need to look pretty hard at that that position, and and you know I, I'm not going to go as far as saying coaching change or anything like that, but they have to reevaluate um, how they've executed on special teams this year. Yeah, I, I think that's one similarity between the pro team and the college team in the state. I'd say that's a good call. Special teams woes uh, can come back and hurt you, as it did with Wake Forest today. That was one of the big turning points in the game when Wake Forest muffed it, uh punt return and kind of was the beginning of the end for the Demon Deacon. So I agree. Good call. Uh, good teams are buttoned up on special teams. And the Badgers have Absolutely. some good. The Badgers have some individually good special teams players. Like fewer on display today. I think Ingram is actually really good. Just yep. made a bad choice today. Yep. I think Brady Shipper from Stoughton High School is a great special teams guy for Wisconsin. Jack Dunn for a long time was that way. They just got to find a way to put it all together here and solidify that kicker spot. I don't know what's been going on there, but you got to figure that one out too. That one's rough. You went from a position where you had two guys you felt pretty comfortable at, to, at kicker to no one. And uh, that's not a good position. I mean, you look back through time at the great Badgers teams, and they've had very strong kicking games. Agree. Okay, that's it for good call or bad call. Our final edition of the 2020 Badgers football season presented by Gruber Law Offices. One call, that's all. Jesse Nelson, Adam Mertz, ESP at Wisconsin College Game Day. Badgers win the Dukes Mayo Bowl 42-28. to Our final thoughts on the Badgers 2020 football season as we look ahead to what's next. That is... We'll come up to close out this edition of ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day on 100.5 ESPN Madison, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Jesse Nelson, Adam Mertz bringing you to the finish line here. The Badgers 2020 season, 42-28 to winners in the Dukes Mayo Bowl today over the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Paul Chris now 5-1 and in bowl games. His only loss coming by one point last year to the Oregon Ducks in the Rose Bowl. And Justin Herbert, man. It still hurts, it? Oh, sure, it does hurt, Mercy. It's it's a painful one to to think back. I mean, I kind of forgot about it. 2020 was wild, and you forget about the Rose Bowl and like that's kind of near the bottom of your memories of this year. But once you remember, it's like, oh man, they were big in that. What happened? And Justin Herbert happened. Uh, Josh chimes in on the ESPN Wisconsin talk and text line eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. We were asking for your one word to describe. The Badgers 2020 football season. Josh's one word, seasoning. I kind of like this one. A lot of key position talent lost from draft graduation, COVID, uh, this year, and getting young players, deep depth chart players, starting and getting snaps. 
So I like that. Like you kind of look at this as an opportunity and I think that's kind of my parting thought on the 2020 Badgers football season. Mercy is this was a year that was probably going to be a down year for the Badgers football program, no matter what the situation was. I mean, if it was a like, just come to fantasy land with me for a second here. Usually when I go to fantasy land, it's a great place to be normal year. No COVID's not a thing. Just doesn't exist. Normal spring practice. Graham Mertz is coming in, kind of getting ready to take the reins. Maybe Jack Cohn still goes down with his injury. Maybe not, but maybe Cohn starts the year. Eventually the switch goes to Mertz. It's a year of transition is what I'm getting at. And so you've got young players stepping into prominent roles. You've got guys that uh, defensively weren't so sure if they were going to be able to measure up. It turns out, for the most part, they did. And your coaching was fantastic on that side of the ball. Offensive line did not play up to what usual Wisconsin standards are. But a lot of those guys are young and will grow into that position uh, for the next few years and hopefully develop that chemistry with Graham Mertz at quarterback. And all that considered, normal 12-game season, normal year where Indiana comes to town on that first Friday night, August 31st, I think it was. If everything's normal, what are we looking at here? A 7-5, and 8-4 and four kind of season for this team? Playing the, the usual non-conference opponents. Notre Dame would have been a tough one at Lambeau this year. May have actually dodged a bullet there by not having to play Notre Dame at Lambeau this year. Risk the loss. So what I'm what I'm just trying to say is if this was going to be a year of transition, if this was going to be a year of kind of down from what our usual college football playoff contention standards are for the team, I'm glad it was this year. And I'm glad that we can look at the kind of unreal season of 2020 and say this was just grooming for the future, kind of, we got our entertainment out of it, there were some great moments, there were some sad moments, and overall, we win the Mayo Bowl, we break the trophy, and we get to move on to 2021. So, the only thing that I would say is, everything got accelerated this year because of COVID. I actually think that this team probably would have been more like a 9-3, and Um, probably could have, should have won the West again, would have gotten thumped by Ohio State. They're yeah. not. They're not that caliber. They're not, not last year. year's team. They, yeah. they, you lost too many top end guys off of last year's team. So, but stepping back, general premise that you have, I absolutely agree. This was a developmental transition type year. You've got all of these young guys in this program, who everyone is itching to see out on the field, um, and we saw that process accelerated this year because of COVID, because of the situation of being eliminated from the West. Um, how did how did this program fare? I think you know uh, middling. I I I really think that they needed to win one of those games against Northwestern or Indiana to be able to put your stamp on a season. And say like this was a success. I think that the the challenge of just getting through the season, challenge of finishing strong, they met that. Um, so it's a wash to me. Um, what I hope is that they're able to get a full spring season in and get some more development for these kids, get them more up to speed, because going into next year, there's a lot of unknowns. There's something to be said about having four stars, five stars in your recruiting program. How do they translate to the field? That's the next step for this program. Special thanks to Adam Mertz. Special thanks to Cortland Cuevas, Big Ten champion, our producer behind the glass run of the show. Uh, Jim Rutledge, Derek Blakesley, the Badgers outsider, former Badgers AD Pat Richter. And as we go, we can confirm video evidence. Graham Mertz, the Kansas Cannon, is the one who dropped the Duke's Mayo Bowl trophy. Oh. Mertz is guilty. Scalzo and Brust will have plenty more on that. Coming up next.
This has been ESPN Wisconsin College Game Day. Thank you.